Welcome to Down to Herf, the podcast for cigar smokers, whiskey drinkers, and for the people just looking to kick back, light up, and have a good time. I'm your host, Jerry, and I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Gio and Caleb. Fellas, 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 what's going on on this fine Sunday fun day? Caleb, what's up, my dude? Feels like it's been forever, but I'm glad we're back. Yeah, it does kind of feel like we haven't recorded in a while. It's been seven days, uh, which is kind of kind of odd for us. Gio, what's up, man? What up, what up, what up? How you doing? Oh, you know, Sunday fun day a little earlier. Some some real nice weather we had today, huh? Yeah, now it's back to shit. And now it's uh, <laughs> fucking straight out of the movie Twister. Fucking heavy rains, bullshit. Gio, why don't you introduce our guest, man? Back for the second time. Clearly, we're doing something right because, you know, people actually like to hang out with us again. <laughs> Jeff Travis from Old Elk. What's up, man? How you been? Great, thank you. Yeah? Happy to be back. You look um, like you caught some sun today. Oh, I was on the golf course. Yeah, I know you yeah. were saying that. How'd yeah. you shoot, though? Yeah, you know. I do. I, I, I'm I, the typical good shot, couple bad shots. Good yeah. shot, bad shot. Did yeah. you break 90? No. Did you break 100? Yes. That's good. That's all that counts. That's all that counts. When, so, when you're an amateur, breaking 100 is all that counts. That's like a professional professional amateur golfer right there. Under uh, under 100. Well, you know, typical putting for, what, three birdies and making <laughs> two pars and still shooting a 96 or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. You, had, you had three birdies? No, putting for birdie. Oh, putting for birdie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. It didn't mean say. I made them, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You remember so. that time I was shooting for eagle at... Uh, uh hickory stick hickory right? stick yeah, and yeah. uh i had like a 15 foot putt for eagle like just two shot at it on in regulation 15 yeah. feet out still ended up powering it uh, missed like a three putt. footer <laughs> yeah four putter uh, uh, oh my god dude it was so bad <laughs> great drive and great second shot by the way like still something i'm always going to remember that was such a great drive second shot on two with a two iron you use right no four four, four oh. iron uh so it, what was it like a, just a bomb drive wow. and then i was like yeah i'm going over the water you guys are like i'm playing it safe to the left i'm not going over the water i just hit like a four iron right on the green they were like holy shit i was like nice that's how i feel right now holy shit if i was your caddy i steered you wrong i said lay up and be like oh yeah you're fired you said like shooter mcgavin you said layups are only you're- for basketball didn't I say that right? right. <laughs> My, I think that the first part of the day was legit like a 60-foot putt. It was a long one, oh. and, and it dropped. It was like, well, I'm like, I'm just going to. You, you made a 60-foot yeah, putt? It was, it, was, it was a long one. Hell I mean, yeah, obviously man. Obviously, I didn't measure it, but it was, it was a long one. I was ready to quit at that point. Call it a day. Whole yeah, I would have just left. Yeah, I that was like blackjack when I went to Vegas. I played one hand of blackjack. The very first hand hit blackjack. Ace yeah. Jack, I was like, holy shit, I'm done. Uh, check. The lady's like, really? You're done? I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to get higher than this moment, ever. Never. Yeah, Blackjack, it's a dangerous game for me. Cause... Oh, yeah. Because you think you can win it. I don't know what it is about it, because you kind of feel like you are you have your destiny in your hands, but you really don't. It's See, the problem with Blackjack is if when someone sits down and doesn't play the right way and fucks up the whole flow of the table. That's me. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that... It's right down, before you, and, then that's it. and I'm hitting on 17, and they're like, what <laughs> the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> that's me. But then, like, after your bachelor party, I went back to Fort Lauderdale, like, two weeks later, and got on a heater when it was my buddy Jimmy's thing, and we fucking won a shit ton of money, paid for the whole trip. Yeah. I w- didn't you win, like, 10K or something like that? It was a lot. 
Yeah, something it was, good. It was like nine. 9,800. We did no gambling on our trip, so... Where was that for your bachelor party? We didn't, we didn't gamble. That's we didn't what, do anything. What, it's not what, our why fault. was Gio not there? Gambling. He should have been there. Listen, I was at the Davidoff Lounge enjoying a fine Placentia cigar. He's lucky he didn't get shot. Ray Lewis was there. That's right. He was there. <laughs> I would have actually have gotten stabbed. Stabbed. Yeah, okay, exactly. whatever. It's murdered. <laughs> How about that? How about murdered? Can Allegedly. we just go a little more uh, you know, generic with it? The suit would have disappeared, you know... <laughs> Anyways, let's let's get into the show. Enough with this banter here. We yeah. we we got some good things to talk about today. Uh, great review, great cigar, awesome bottle of whiskey we got coming up. So hang in there, guys. We're getting ready to introduce those. Gio, what are we smoking today, buddy? Well, this is a much anticipated cigar that we are finally smoking. This is the Tatuaje Lomo de Cerdo Tuxla series. Fresh out the butcher paper, boys. We cracked the package today. Everyone's lighting them up. Limited edition stick. Fun facts about this line here. Uh, last year, Tatuaje released three cigars in the Tuxla line. They all bear a Mexican San Andreas wrapper. We're talking Nicaraguan binder and filler on these bad boys. So fresh out of that Esteli Nicaragua factory out of, from my father, as always with Pete Johnson. And then, uh, so the story behind this, this is obviously a re-release with the Mexican San Andreas wrapper. Originally, the Lomo de Cerdos were released in the, the same style, butcher paper, as a shop exclusive in Boston way back in 2010. So these definitely were super hyped up. They were the first line in the, like, uh, the butcher series, what do we call it? Or is it the meat locker? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, but, there's, but I, I know what you're talking about because he did, like, the bone marrow, yeah. uh, the pork chop. Yeah, uh, there's a bunch of different ones, so. and and we're not allowed to talk about the main meat of the show anymore. No, no, no. Yeah, apparently yeah, this yeah, cigar yeah. is the main meat of the show. Well, gotcha. Caleb actually can talk about the mystery meat, which actually is a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about there all that. There was like that. the we'll Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, there was a couple different ones, but they were all wrapped in this signature butcher paper. You know, pretty cool packaging, like on here. Safe handling instructions. You can use several different methods of fire to light your cigar. It, it's all the plays on, like, if this were an actual, like, cut of meat. Uh, they come in bundles of 25. They're 5 and 1 eighth by 52 ring gauge. I'm going to pull a picture of this up right now while you're talking. So All right. That'll make it nice and easy. Then. Cool. The retail on these bad boys, <laughs> whew, hurtful. This bundle will run you $300. 300 smackaroos. They come in twenty five though, so I mean, what's the retail? Twelve bucks, twelve a stick, or something like that. Around there, yeah. I, see, the thing is, I haven't seen a lot of shops selling them as singles. Uh, five packs, five packs, uh, for sure. bundles. Well, they were made to order. Yeah, so, so they were a total of just north of eight thousand bundles produced. So they were made to order, from my understanding. When they released these last summer at PCA in July, um, all the shops got their opportunity to make their purchases. And if you wanted them, you told them how many bundles you wanted, you paid for them, and they shipped it. Just that. And that was all that they shipped. And then a uh, little fun fact. Uh, if you guys don't get your hands on these, uh, the Cigar Rights of America pack has a Tatuaje banded cigar that is the same blend but a Robusto size. This is a Parejo. So if you do want to try that in that Cigar Rights of America packaging, you can get your hands on it that way. Kind of a bit of a roundabout, but they're not going to have the same label. They're not going to have the Tuxla banding. 
all that stuff. It was just kind of Pete's way of contributing for that particular sampler. Sure. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So that's all good information. Uh, I just wanted to touch on the cigar. Very, very cool. Um, has that little pigtail on the back. Obviously, pork tenderloin comes with its little pigtail. And then I like that it had a closed foot, too. Um, this thing is just like one of those sizes that you could smoke quick if you had to. You could sit and enjoy it if you had to. You know, I, I feel like 25 and the bundle might not be enough. And as a person that's already smoked uh, a good amount <laughs> in the last week, I can tell you. He's already smoked half a bundle. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> I did. I did. I'm only down two. So I bought a five pack, but I'm only down two. So yeah. What'd okay, you think of guy. it? Dude, I actually, I don't, we'll save it for the end. I, you yeah. guys. We don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I you don't want to save that for the notes. I mean, it's kind of nice, especially like, you know, Caleb's, this will be what, your third one or your second? Second. Okay. So actually can uh, get in on it there. We're feel, I feel, starting to feel like half wheel. We can, uh, <laughs> you know, have multiple smokes. Jeff, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you thinking over there, buddy? I'm thinking I just ashed on your rug. Oh no, the outdoor rug in the garage. Oh no, what am I gonna do? No, as You're a, all good, as man. an amateur um we're all good. A cigar guy, it's 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 um it's not overpowering. It's got some good flavor. I, I, I think it's um I don't wanna say mellow, but definitely in my wheelhouse. See, I think the same thing every time I smoke it and then when I start getting toward that like last third of the cigar. This thing takes a huge turn. Okay. And I think it picks up heavily in strength. Gio, this is your first one? First one. First one. So I, I think you're in for a little bit of a treat. I Caleb, hope- you've already smoked one, so I think you're going to uh, enjoy it even more the second time. I hope Jeff's ready for this one. because Down to her. It's, it's a great taking one. taking my Lomo de Cerdo virginity. Same here. Well, Your pork tenderloin? Is that like what? Like pig fucking? <laughs> or mean, some I weird shit? I am a shit? cop, so. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Nice. There's a pretty bad joke I can make about, you know, that, but we'll just we'll maybe save that for the after her. All right. So let's let's <laughs> why don't we get into what we're drinking? I'm gonna give the floor to Jeff. Obviously, this oh. is a product that old elk wants to feature. And who better to 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 show us what this product is than the man himself? Uh Jeff Travis. Tell tell us a little bit about uh what uh Greg Metz created here. So this is our latest and greatest um, limited release. It's uh, it's the Old Elk Cigar Cut, as you can see here. Um, you're starting to see there's a few others out there with the cigar name, if you want to call it. Um, but we just released this here in New York uh, last week. It released nationwide within the last few weeks. So uh, we take our six-year Old Elk Straight Bourbon, um, which is that high malt barley mash bill that Greg Metz uh, created and made kind of famous. Um, it's finished in four four different casts, so uh, sherry casks, um, Armagnac, port, cognac. So sherry casks for about a year and a half, Armagnac a year and a quarter, and then port and cognac for four to six months, um, bottled at 110.6 proof. And um, just the idea behind a cigar cut is to, to pair well with, obviously a good cigar so limited uh limited release cigars with a limited release uh whiskey um kind of goes hand in hand hopefully you guys like it i mean i'm loving this one this is one of our honestly our best uh, releases to date and it, it we we literally sold out within about 30 minutes when we dropped it last Monday. I, I gotta say you talk 110 proof <laughs> and i don't taste it yeah and that is scary because yeah. this thing <laughs> 
This thing, True. you could drink a couple, you know, a couple nice pours of this with a cigar. Yeah, you know, during the duration of smoking, and you might think it's a cigar that's fucking you up, man. But one ten proof, and this is sweet. This has got sweet notes, mm-hmm. smooth. Doesn't have a real long finish. Uh, no crazy uh, chew to it. This thing is, man, this is good. It's tasty. I'm yeah. glad I picked a bottle up. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> That's good. A lot yeah. of lot of complex flavors. Like I mean, it's essentially like a hodgepodge of wine and then that cognac and armagnac. Even on the nose, man. Like you smell that sweet smells, sweet smells all around for sure. But um, it's got it leaves your mouth with a nice warm tingle, like on your teeth, in your gums, on your on your lips. It's nice. And I, I haven't had one like oh, this in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I think it's too. It's very like ironic that we were talking like last week about the different like finishes, and here we got one that's got everything we talked about. Like, yeah, the wine, the cognac, armagnac, which I've actually never had armagnac on its own, so I don't really know what that tastes like. I I gotta say something. You guys, I don't think you guys did it at Whiskey Riot. Tasted that armagnac that was like 150 years old. I did. They gave you a sample like this small. Dude, that was amazing stuff. Did you try that, Jeff, at Whiskey Riot? Because I, I got a sample of that, and it was crazy. I never got a chance to really walk around, <laughs> even though I had somebody working with me or for me. Um, you know, that place just gets so busy that it's really tough to walk away from your table. What's kind of crazy about that is, on a scale, if you look at, like, Austin's or, like, Dallas's Whiskey Riot, that was nothing. Yeah, Buffalo. Well, Just it, real small. I mean, that's their, it, like, that's their first year. I think they'll grow. I really do. That was um, our first year where at Riverworks or no, Whiskey no, Riot? The the ones in Dallas and Austin. Oh, okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Houston was yesterday. So that that's the first year he did it. And uh, look at me, Bobby, if you're watching. I'm giving you props. That's the first year he did it in Texas. So my coworker from um, in Texas actually worked all three of them and said it was a really co- co- good event. Yeah. But yeah, they're they'll they'll grow. They'll they'll do better. I um, I don't think that they did bad. I was right, saying on right. a scale. I mean, they looked massive. It looked like a lot more distilleries went than we had. Oh, all right. I thought you were saying it the other way around. No, um, no, no. I meant like uh, when you look at how many distilleries and and uh, you know products they had there. Okay. Uh, it, it seemed like there was like three, four times the amount really? that there was here. I know we had the upstairs and downstairs, but you know yeah. upstairs, I think there was only like twenty in <clears throat> Buffalo, but it seemed like there I'm was not a sure. lot. I'm not sure what size facilities they sure. had you know obviously a big you know when it's spread out it looks it might look less crowded but um yeah. geo looks like he wants to tell you the slogan of texas everything's bigger in texas yeah, yeah. see i he, i, he I felt it i felt I, I was looking at him i'm like geo wants to tell you i thought it was the full metal jacket thing coming there's only two things from texas sir. <laughs> steers and queers oh, God. <laughs> I'm not seeing orange, so. well i mean caleb's here yeah <laughs> <laughs> You're getting the support of some audience. I promise you. I promise you. Somebody's listening right now, and they're like, "Yeah, fucking get them." All Caleb right here. You know, drink your Bud Lights, guys. Drink your Bud Lights. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Tiptoe in a line. I like it. So, so as far as Geo uh, Armagnac, as far as I know, I don't claim to be an expert, but essentially it's the same thing as cognac, just from a different region of France. Oh, that makes you can't, sense. You can't call it cognac. It's from the Armagnac region. Okay. So, um, but essentially, it's the same thing from a different area well so, all right but it's not as popular so when we when we released um two years ago just about two years ago a little under two years ago our our first cask finish series we had an armagnac a cognac the port and the sherry um i had a lot of store owners that were they loved the armagnac 
but they were hesitant to bring it in just because it wasn't as popular. And, you know, basically they'd say, listen, my, my staff doesn't know what Armagnac is, so they're going to have a tough time selling it, which, you know, whatever. Um, but, but it's just not as popular, right? It's, it's probably every bit as good, but. Yeah. I mean, is there a major brand? Like obviously Cognac, you know, the huge commercial brands that are like, you know, Hennessy, Remy. Um, do say. Yeah. I, um. No, I can't answer. I'll just I, say I I'm know. looking it up right now. I really can't find any major brands that uh, carry it, at if least you, in America. If you said uh, uh, a couple of them, I would recognize. Like I did a tasting a weekend or two ago, and I was next. I was actually shared a table with a guy doing Armagnac, and it was really good. I mean, it was it was yeah, it was so a strange. big brand. I can't remember the name though. I apologize. So we actually, like Geo said, we were we were kind of touching on uh, different finishes on the last episode we did with Rachel. Yeah, um, I remember. I heard some of that. Yeah. And. Uh, we kind of discussed it. Maybe, maybe we can get your input on this too. But what do you think is like the next big finish in whiskey? Because I mean, you're seeing a lot of these distilleries; they're getting real creative with their yeah. stuff. It's not just your straight bourbons, your straight whiskeys, your ryes. These companies now, I mean, they're they're getting really into the finishes. And if you're looking, a lot of places are experimenting with some pretty crazy stuff. So, what do you, what do you think is like the next big thing? I wish I could tell you what the next big thing is. I know a lot of the. Um not even um, wine cast finishes, but different woods. So Japanese, there's some Japanese, you know, barrels or mm-hmm. Japanese finishes that are that are pretty popular. There's some some South American woods the that are Brazilian cedar. Yeah, Brazil, I think yeah. is one that's um, coming up too. I know Penelope's got one out that's quite honestly delicious. Um, I think it would Takai, I believe it's called, or something. Um, it's Ooh. it's uh, here. I'm sporting another brand, sorry, but it was uh, it's actually really tasty. Um, but they, the but wine, I feel like nope. that's that that's what makes you honest. I like that. No, you know, no, no. like I mean, you should hey, be able. Yeah. You should be able to. Authenticity goes a long way. There's man. there's Just, nothing wrong with supporting. There's obviously there's a lot of there's enough whiskey to go around that there's a lot of absolutely of good ones out there. And, um, Penelope's some saying Penelope's got a good expression isn't going to make people stop drinking. No, milk. no. I, <laughs> I, I, a... um, yeah, it'd be crazy to think that you know <laughs> there's only one good whiskey. There's a lot of them out there, but the wine the wine finishes are funny because I think I heard you guys touch about there's there's sweet there's tart there's you know dry um, and they they all definitely have a different um, a, a different expression. Now that's why I like when you do something like the cigar cut. It's kind of the best of a bunch of worlds, right? It's everything. A little yeah. bit of this, a little bit of that, and it, it, it the the jungle juice of like <laughs> finishes. Well, not even that. It's almost like they just created this crazy infinity blend that actually can be recreated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, we have that infinity blend in the lounge that changes I, monthly. I'd say when we're done with it, we leave like what twenty percent, eighteen percent, and then we move it on to the next, refill it with a bunch yep. of different other shit. There's insane shit in that thing. Well, that's a new one, right? Because didn't. It finished. Did we record this uh, new blend, or is this you something? did? We were like, oh, we were... I thought I thought this was a new one that you concocted. Okay, no, right, we so were we drunk. You wrote this in your phone. All right, I have it. I have you it. have this in your phone. You were like, let me take the notes. I think <laughs> we were like, really, dude, we were super. It was a up. night of watching like The Last of Us. Yeah, and... we were drunk as fuck. I do. And I'm like, let's let's uh, yeah, new one. There's no science behind it. It's just a little of this, a little of that. Since Hopper finished the last, that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that guy. What? Hopper drank like our entire fucking decanter. <laughs> yeah, uh, during um, our last barrel pick. Fucking... Yeah, it, that's the idea of an infinity blend, though. That's that's kind of how it started. Is you just it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and you keep adding to it. And that's, I can't wait to see what he does for 
this year's 2023 Infinity Blend. It's going to be neat. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. I got the Infinity Blend up there. I yeah. cracked it. It's, you know, I had a little pour of it. I know that we did get the opportunity to drink it with you last time you were on the show, but that was, yeah. that is, I can't remember what, what the hell did I drink it for? There was something. Oh, I remember whiskey what it was. Riot, yeah, that, no, I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Whiskey Riot. But I, I, I drank it the night that me and Alex went to the sonogram. Oh, well. That's and I was like, this reason. is a special occasion. I'm yeah. really excited about this. I was like, I'm going to drink something real nice. So well, yeah. we're honored. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And one last thing I want to touch on in regarding the finishes. Uh, so remember how I brought up uh, like beer types? <laughs> the sours. Well, yeah. No. No sours. Well, so far, no sour. Stouts. But Bardstown just did a founder's finish with stout. Okay. So I just saw that. It's like is it in this new? Like, I don't know if it's new because but the I've founders. S- I talked about it last episode. I, I definitely brought that up. I was like founder or yeah, Bardstown did a founders finish. Okay, I don't remember, and that's part know. of their experimental series because you said that uh, the these companies now you're looking at these distilleries and they're they're starting to experiment with like yeah. beer finishes mm-hmm. and stuff and yeah. stouts. Yeah, Bardstown okay. did the founders because I stopped in like uh, a liquor store by me and I saw it and it's in this like I never saw the label. I know they're like what is it like one sixty. Uh, it's like one seventy, yeah, same shit. So, but. so like just ten dollars at one liquor store. You know, it could yeah. have been one sixty when I yeah. seen it. Yeah, and but it's got like a like a mustard brown label. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Gross. <laughs> just not buying it based off color alone. Hey man, Bardstown puts out a pretty. I know good they, do, they do. I, I like it's probably pretty good. Yeah. I know we have yeah. old, we have old elk represented in the house. No, no. They, hey, listen, they. Yeah, they, that was a new one that we did on the show. Like we we just got kind of got into Bardstown. Yeah. They, uh, the they got some series. cool some cool things. Um, and, and it's a lot. <clears throat> some of the things that we're we're coming out with, I, I kind of relate. You know, they're they're blends. I mean, you take you take people that have been doing it for years. I mean, Greg Metz, of course. I'm going to talk about him. He um he, he's a, a master at what he does, and he he does these blends. You know, look at our Masters Blend series: the double wheat, the four grain. He's blending our existing products, and I mean, it's not just put a little of this and a little of that and hope it comes out right. I mean, he's he's doing it to where it comes out right. We got to get him on a phone interview or something. <laughs> yeah, so That'd be fucking awesome. That actually brings up one of my first questions that I had for Jeff. I don't know if you know this or not, but how do you think you? I don't know if you know this because you got to know like Greg Metz and how he thinks. How do you think he came up with this blend? He will tell you, and I only because I've I've listened to him enough. I mean, he, he's he's a um, his background. He's you know science. It's um, oh my god, chemical engineering or whatever. Yeah. It, it's his background. University of Cincinnati. He'll tell you. Um, it's a great story. Actually, it's pretty funny to listen. He was a he he was at the University of Cincinnati in in MGP, which back then was the Seagram's Distillery. I mean, they were going to the local universities looking for interns and stuff he's like you know and he basically tell you he goes wait a minute you want me to come work for you get paid to make whiskey he's like, all right and um essentially that's the the story um but i mean he's he's been doing it forever and um you know he he he'll tell you it's not his palate he, he's not the guy that can tell you that this tastes like this and you're gonna get notes of this this and this and this that's not his thing. He he says, I'm going to make a quality product. You might not like it, but I can guarantee it's quality. It might not fit your palate because that's another thing he always says is, you know, and I, other people have said it too, like palettes are just like fingerprints. Everyone's got one and they're all different, right? Yeah, no doubt. Um, so you might not like it, but you'll like it. But he, he um, 
he makes a good product. But I mean, it's just years and years of experience. What, 40, 45 years doing this. So he, um, you like to think he knows what he's doing. It's pretty cool. It's good, good to have him, have him on your team. Well, I got to imagine like somebody like that, like you said, he might not have the best palate, right? Like you said, but well, it's he, not knows. That he doesn't have the best one. You know what I mean? He'll, sure. he'll tell you sure. that, you know, he's not the guy that's going to tell you what you're going to taste here. Yeah. You know that? Yeah. But, but yeah, I, he, I'd imagine it's got to be part of like that analytical part of his brain where he thinks like, oh, this might bring out this. So maybe add a little bit more of this. That's, that's sure. what I was going to get yeah. at. I was going to say, maybe he just, you know. Like you said, chemical engineer, he might be able to think yeah. a little more outside the box than like your typical, you know, person that just goes and purchases a bottle and says, "Oh, I, I taste whiskey here." Yeah. He might be able to just be a little more, like Geo said, analytic about yeah. things. Well, I am looking up everything I can about Old Elk and this cigar cut. I can't find any tasting reviews, any tasting notes. So whatever you guys are getting and you're tasting, like smells. You know anything just let us know so maybe we could be the first to come out with a good review for this bottle because i'm looking i can't find anything some of the normal sites we use all the time and pull up nothing well what was the exact uh yield on this 70 cases well that was something like that yeah okay new york state uh, uh, that that was yeah that's that's what new york state got to start sure there's some more coming in but what what comes in when it gets here that's it there's no more so um I want to say, I, I don't know the exact number. If my boss ever watches this, you, you should know this now. <laughs> um, I want to say we produced maybe 5,000 cases total for the entire country. Sure. Somewhere in that range. Not so, a lot. No, it's it's definitely not a lot. Yeah, no. I mean, you're, you're finishing, you know, four different casks. It's not something you can just turn around and make the next day, right? So, um, hashtag allocated. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we've never done that before. Where you know the the quote unquote allocated thing. This is um, this is kind of the first. I mean, Infinity Blend is limited, but I mean it's limited because you can only make so much of yeah something like that. Right? I feel like the public gets to decide if something's allocated. Really, that's when you put it in a market. That's when you know if your product's really allocated. Yeah. yeah, I mean, whatever. I, we could do. You get. You guys could do a whole show on that. The whole chasing these. We've done it. We did. It. We did. I, I don't. I, we did I it in November it. on Black Friday. Yeah. Uh, it, what the hell was it? Like, how's your allocated bourbon hunt hunt, hunt going? going? Yeah. Something like that. It's just like a guy having a heart attack. I I don't understand it. But these I mean, price tags. Like, there's a lot of good whiskeys out there that you don't. The, why, why people chase the literally Blantons for a hundred fifty bucks. Dude, I saw Blanton for two hundred dollars. This shit retails at like fifty-five, sixty bucks. Sixty-five at 60 least. Sixty bucks. I might have went up a little bit yeah. over the last yeah. year or two. Mm-hmm. Just, just so you guys know, this bottle, uh, seventy cases to New York. That's only four hundred twenty bottles in New York State. Nice, by the way. Yeah, four twenty. Yeah. So. Um, oh, right. other Wait. stuff I want to talk about really quickly before we get further. Down you the, idiot. <laughs> further down the. Uh, Cigar cut rabbit hole. Jeff, just want to say thanks. Brought on some really cool cigars here for us. So this is out of Single Barrel Cigar Co. I did some research about them here. And so they're based out of, I don't, I'm going to butcher it. Ebor City, Florida. Arbor, Y-B-O-R City. Ebor. Know. Ebor City? Yeah, Ebor City. Ebor, okay. I thought it was Yabor. Yeah, no, I, whatever. Ebor. It threw me for a loop there. But so this, why don't you pull the box real close to the camera there, Geo? Because you know some people like to cry if they can't see it. We don't have a picture of this one because I didn't know Geo was going to bring it up. 
Yeah. Well, I feel like it's nice to do so. Got to. I appreciate that, and I'm sure this guy <coughs> is. Um, you know, he he sent these kind of gratis to me to. I, I wanted to bring. I actually, I did this. I wanted to bring this on for you guys. Whether or not we you did a show on it, but I you know as a thank you for you guys. Um, he he. We first got them back in December. Uh, my coworker from Florida brought them up to our holiday party and and handed them out. And I'm like, I got to get these for you guys. And uh, anyway, so it's it's pretty unique what they do here. So I read up a the little tubo bit. The tubo is cool, process. man. Yeah. So actually, if you notice in the bottom of the tubo, there's charred oak from the actual whiskey barrel. Really? So like, I was like, what the hell is this? And then it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. On the tags here, it'll say like, you know, it's a Connecticut Broadleaf barrel age, and for the what I read, they use Nicaraguan binder and filler at least inside. I did see that because I did. I tried to do a little research on the company yeah. myself the other day. So they have a little bottling stamp on it. So this particular one was bottled January twenty first of twenty twenty three. Well, bottled. So that's where the tubo yeah, thing is. That's where it got put in the yeah. tube. And it's a nice thing that they're gonna do. They do with uh, various other uh, whiskeys and bourbons. Mm-hmm. And I think it's got to be a really unique flavor in comparison to like you know. The Wellers and then the, uh, uh, what's the other one that they did with Cohe? Was it Weller did with Cohe? Weller, Eagle Rare did one. Um, Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark did one. You, you see this a lot now, too. Buffalo you, Trace. Yeah, oh, Buffalo yeah, yeah, yeah. Trace. That was the other one. Eagle Rare. Picked yeah. one of those up uh, and smoked one of those. Pretty good. Pretty decent. So yeah. what I realized is their process is a little different. Like, Are they fermenting these wrappers and then, and then wrap, essentially wrapping them? So what's going on with it is like in comparison what this company does that's a little bit unique is yes they're fermenting it specifically in the barrel and then they're adding the char oak so as it's sitting here on the shelf whatever it's still absorbing that flavor until you open it really and then what'll happen is in comparison to like uh one of those like Cohiba Wellers or whichever company makes it I can't think of it off the top of my head they're just more so this is Buffalo Trace and Saz leasing their like name and image likeness and say put that label on there and people are going to buy this and drink it with you know smoke it while they drink weller well drew estate does that with like the pappy van winkle cigars they right. ferment it in the pappy van winkle i'm almost positive they have the family reserve they slap it's the literal logo from the uh the pappy van winkle line yeah and then they put it right on the cigar so i, I think it's kind of the same but i think that's pretty cool that they uh they leave some of that charred oak from the barrel inside the the tubo. Yeah, I I have to imagine that you know as long as these are you know sitting there right there with the tubo, it's gonna perfectly keep the humidity even more. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna absorb some more flavors. You always want to store your cigars properly. Just mm-hmm. throwing that out there. <laughs> don't don't just take that for granted. Just yeah, no, not like, obviously. I'm not saying don't put this in a humidor. Now, or, is this is this like a company that you can regularly buy cigars from, or is this like you know? So Just something that like you know you kind of got to know somebody to get. So they, it sounds like they're kind of like free form. You call and make the arrangements. I don't know how much that cost per se. I sure. just I just gave him a follow on our Instagram, so I just made sure we followed that company. So yeah, no. sure. So as we'll far as I know, from my, me following, um, they you know the the laws are different in different states. In Florida, you can sell tobacco, I believe, in the liquor stores. So they're different brand or their different boxes will be sort sold in different liquor stores yeah so available i i truly don't know and i apologize um for not knowing if they ship throughout the country but um i i believe they are 
somewhat available yes well i think if you brought these kind of as just like a, a gesture man i mean it, well, obviously yeah, i didn't yeah. expect you to know everything about the company yeah. but I, they're just oh they're aged and old the wrappers are aged in old elk barrels and yeah. i think that that's really cool and fitting yeah. yeah i figured who better to to know if uh, if they're good or not than you guys hey man we got quite the quite the lineup of old elk so I, i'm like i said this is definitely a company that ever since uh tommy tommy brought us that uh that that we did, yeah. The baby Von Miller. I can't get enough of it. Yeah, you know, literally, I can't get enough. You know of what? It. Every 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 uh, every expression you guys put out, I love to try. I love this stuff, man. It's so good. Well, we yeah. appreciate that. You know what? Absolutely. Maybe we smoke these on the afterherf. Yeah, that's maybe. what I'm thinking. I, right. I think it'd be perfect. I, I think that's a good idea. So tune in for the afterherf, guys. <laughs> All right, tune in. All right, shameless plug. Yeah, shameless plug of our own show. Yeah. Good job, Caleb. <laughs> that's what, that's, you get a thumbs up for that one. That's what I'm here for. You get a thumbs up for that one. But yeah, I just want to ask real quick, guys. Any sort of tasting notes, uh, flavor-wise, you guys are picking up on this old elk cigar cut, by the way. I can't believe you can't find anything online. No, know, not, there's no, I've nothing. I've seen some reviews on some some different Instagram accounts have done some stuff. Um, All right, maybe I'll have to check out some I Instagram. Wanna, I don't want to name any pods stuff. or anything. Nothing. I I, <clears throat> I, I imagine I got. I imagine there there are some out there and sure you know yeah. again shame on me for not <laughs> yeah I, um, I really can't i'm searching I mean, dude my man's brain got little, fried today in well golf. <laughs> a little bit of oh like caramel i've slept in my own bed twice in the last like four months i've been traveling so much yeah. it's crazy i know well, I didn't just, you just get out of new york city or something like that where were you no. just where was i just let's see last week last week was uh Albany, Plattsburgh the week before, Massachusetts, Connecticut the week before was Colorado. I don't know. It's it's so you have Connecticut too. It's not no, we do um so we're a pretty small knit sales team. I think there's eight of us throughout the country. Sure. So we'll do uh, we might have talked about this last time, sales blitzes. So basically we, you know, five or six of us will go to a certain market and uh, literally blitz the market. We'll ride with distributor reps like throughout the the whole state and just to get some saturation you know a lot a lot of companies do it they all do hey, that listen I, it, it is a bit of a grind there at those liquor stores we got a small taste of what you guys have to do just when we did our barrel pick oh my god having to get people to try it because yeah when it's not a name brand that is like you know most people when they hear whiskey they think jack daniel so on so jim beam all that if they don't know about it, they're not spending fifty dollars or more unless they're trying it. Yeah, you're right. And so that was like doing that tasting is a grind. It's just there and hey, want to try this? Want to try this? And it's you would think it'd be easy to get in front of people, and it's you know it 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 it's not always that easy. It's pretty some, fun. Some store um, personnel, management owners are 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 a little more receptive. Some uh, are not. It's, so it's, it's pretty, I feel like we had fun. It's pretty fun doing it. My favorite, I kind of like doing it. My favorite line was when uh, Jerry was doing the tasting and I was working, and Jerry <laughs> goes up to this guy, and Jerry goes, come here, come here, have a try. And the guy goes, nah, I'm here shopping for my for my wife. And Jerry goes, ah, oh, screw your wife, treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was it. I loved it. And the guy was like, all he, right. He all came right. over. He came over. I think he was receptive to that. He's like, you know what? Screw her, man. I ain't getting her no bottle of wine. I'm going to come try this whiskey. <laughs> Did he end up buying one? He might have bought one for sure. He definitely did take home the wine, but I think he did buy a bottle. I think he might have bought a bottle, and I don't know why yes. that. I I just, I just randomly like looked funny. at some um guy that was walking. I was like, this guy definitely drinks bourbon. Jerry, go get him. <laughs> and he was like so like hesitant at first. Like yeah, he, he kind of looked at it. He was like, 
All right, fuck it. I'll try it. Yeah. And then he was, oh, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> he did buy a bottle. Yeah. Now that I remember, he definitely <laughs> bought a bottle. Because he had like that like stereotypical like hipster thick frame glasses. Uh, Beard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope mean, he doesn't watch the show. He's going to think <laughs> we're talking shit. There is like a, dude, there's a lot of guys that pop in the shop that like have bought our bottle. And have also, I know they're like the quote unquote bourbon hunters. They do listen to the show. I always plug it. Always talk to them and tell them about things. So we got yeah. some listeners out there from the, from the store. Jeff, do you got any uh, cool events coming up? Anything you guys got planned? Anything that Old Elk has planned coming oh, up? Oh, what is coming up? Oh, man, you put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> got to no, check your itinerary. Uh, yeah, right? No, we're, we're it, it, again, the last, we have had an extremely busy first half of the year, and it's, you know, it's crazy. It's middle of April already. Um, well, I mean, look at all the expressions you guys put out already this year. I mean, I and just since January, what a pork cask, uh, cognac finish, uh, yeah, the sherry cask, uh, well, cigar the, cut. The port and the cognac are re-releases. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, we did it about two years ago, and then we did another release of those. Um, tomorrow, look at me plugging tomorrow. Um, this will be aired Wednesday, so yeah, this will be this will be right. out. So hopefully yeah. it'll be out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, tomorrow we drop our uh, rum finish rye, which is fabulous. Ooh. You guys had a chance to taste it at Whiskey Ride. I remember um, it's our it's our five-year rye. It's finished in 14-year Barbados rum cast. I really, love me a good rum cast. It's, it's tasty. I'm um, in. <laughs> and I'm and a we, rye guy. And we've got a couple, couple more um, coming out in the next probably two months. A 10-year straight wheat whiskey. It's kind of our 10-year anniversary. 10-year wheat whiskey. Yes. That is right up my alley. That is your... Well, you love the nine-year wheat single barrel. Oh, yeah. So this is a 10-year Is that bottled at 107 um, proof, or is that going to be a little higher? 107. I think it's 110. Oh, I believe it's 110. Because I know you guys have the one that's bottled at, what, 107.1? That's the double wheat. Yeah, yeah the double wheat. Yeah, yeah. Man, that old is. elk just blowing up. Yo, be on the lookout for that, guys. Old elk. Come to liquor stores near you. That 10-year sounds great. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of a... a an anniversary bottle, ten year anniversary. That's gonna be us. the Jerry shut up and take my money. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like unfortunately for me and my, my, my family and household, that's uh that's me for most things. Yeah. I was gonna say that definitely is Jerry for like everything. Uh-huh. Cigars and whiskey. Yeah, I, I kinda just I'm in severe credit card debt. I did Oh god damn it, I'm gonna have to work so much overtime. <laughs> that hey, that's what overtime's for. And yeah. I did find I found one review, and believe it or not, this is from MSN.com. That it's weird. Um, what they got is so um, with the sherry and the armagnac cast together, you got a rich color, complex flavor, and notes of leather. According not to MSN, yeah, I'm not getting that. Uh, Jeff, you probably I, got the more. No, I don't. Now. I don't. Do not have a refined palate. So like no that. leather. I just laugh when people say, "Oh, you, it's tobacco shoe leather." I'm like, <laughs> "When's the last time you chewed on a freaking leather shoe?" Gio loves this callback, so I'll give it to him. What's your favorite? What's your favorite tasting note on cigars? I kid you not, we're reading cigar reviews of, like, older stuff, and I don't remember where I found it on, and I'm not going to plug it, because it really is just like, but fuck you, guy. You said this is it's notes of manure. <laughs> manure. I remember you talking about that last time. Like, yeah. like fuck you. Like, are you manure. kidding me? <laughs> just what you want to smoke. Yeah, manure. let me go uh, fucking smoke this pile of mulch. Like, I, I grew up in the sticks, and I, I I don't really hate driving through and smelling that, but tasting it, nah. Like, I don't think so. No, dude, come on. <laughs> I, I hate the pompousness of it. Like, no, I know. They're, you they're... can describe like 
like I got a little bit of caramel. I, I don't maybe that's just the sweetness Caramel's for it. Caramel's pretty normal. Right. For, uh, like, it's the it's the the charred oak. You'll get yeah. caramelized. You know, that's that's a normal And like you know, maybe that's just the because I'm so I've had caramel, I know what it's supposed to taste like, so I can like refine that a little bit. I I do really like the sherry. Like I feel like that pulls a lot out of it and especially since we like, you know, last episode we got into that PX cask. And that was a sherry finish, so I've been able to identify that out of everything here, obviously, and just because it's recency bias. So, what I'm getting is a lot of sweetness. I can't pinpoint exact notes. I'm, I'm having a little trouble. I'm getting over a cold. I've had I've been sick for 14 days, so. <laughs> but just the ability to be able to smell is a is a yeah, pleasure right. right now. On on my nose, I'm getting uh, like a sweetness. Um, can't I don't know if it's like a sweet a cherry. <laughs> can't believe you're not wearing a mask in here. Don't tell anybody, all right? <laughs> Listen. It, He's going to cut a hole in it just so he can smoke a cigar. <laughs> can you imagine that? How cool that would be? It's just like me with the, M, like the what is it, the N95? Yeah. Just like with the hole through it? <laughs> Look badass. <laughs> the only, uh, so there is one other tasting note from this MSN article, and it says that with the port and cognac, so they broke it up with this sherry and armagnac, and then they said with the port and cognac, you get a smooth, velvety, full flavor of spiced dark fruit notes. I don't think I'm getting that at all, but I mean, I could buy that at least. I, it's yeah. a. I would throw this maybe as like a cherryish taste. I mean, I'd consider I, a, ger- a cherry a dark foot fruit. No, oh, well, that's what I'm saying. Right so yeah, I mean, I was thinking cherry, but I don't know. I'm not I, getting a cherry, but so it, I, I it's definitely smooth and velvety, though. Sorry to interrupt. But it it's is definitely smooth. smooth and velvety. It is smooth. I I won't lie to you, like. Um, I got a sample bottle, let's say a month ago, and it, it hasn't been available, so it's not like I could just go out and get another sample bottle. Yeah, I could, you know, have one shipped from Colorado, but I really haven't like drank this. This is probably the most I've drank of the cigar cut because you know it's just it's limited, so I'm using it on sampling customers, but um I kind of forgot how good it is. Yes, it is. No, it is delicious. So now, like, I'm obviously, you know, we knew you were bringing this for, and I was doing my research. So a lot of, like, the forums online and, like, people are saying, like, cigar cuts, cigar blends, and all these, you know, essentially designed to be smoked with a cigar or drank while you smoke a cigar are, quote, unquote, gimmicky because of that, like. I don't know if that's the case. Like, I definitely believe there is a possibility to pair things better. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But what do you think about that? So when we were launching this, I, I mean, I, I was the dummy that actually asked it on a sales call. I said, what the heck does it mean? What is a cigar? I mean, I truly didn't know. And I think this was a question we had for you, actually. Oh, great and, question. And, and from what I understand is it it's because you, you'll get, I've actually had people say, oh, yeah, I get notes of cigar. And I'm like, oh, I don't mean to burst your bubble that's not the idea the idea is it's it's Pairing. blended it's designed to pair well with a cigar which i um, think it does it yeah. really does it, i mean and, and it's the finishes it's mm-hmm. the, the the different finishes every other cigar um cut blend whatever you want to call it um you will see they're finished in some sort of wine casks of, yeah. of sorts so yeah i mean i did some research around the one that i like was the most common was definitely an Armagnac finish. Like, that was what they said. They did. And then there was some other, uh, I want to say it was Port. I won't give them a shout-out at all, because we're talking about Old Elk. But I just wanted to know in comparison if there was any inspiration from that or what. 
it's <clears throat> it, um, again, I think that goes back to the people that know how to make whiskey, um, the years of experience in, in knowing what it takes to, to get something to, to taste the way they want it to taste. Right. And to, to blend. So I, I actually got a really cool story about this, um, that I wanted to share and I kind of forgot. So it, it's, it's pretty cool. So when we did this about six months ago, I'm going to say six or eight months ago when we designed this, um, it had to be at least that it might've been the end of the end of the summer last year. I Time flies, right? So each each salesperson got a kit. It, it arrived on a Thursday or a Friday, and it was 600 ml bottles. A, B, C, D, E, and then the um, the one that we were tasting it against. I'm not going to name the name. Probably everyone knows the name. This is the benchmark, right? Or if you want to call it benchmark. Um, and the exercise was taste it. Taste it against the existing um in other words taste each sample taste it against the existing wait a couple hours taste again tomorrow taste again taste again and and basically write down your order of which you like the best and which you think would sell the best which you think would be you know people would like the best and uh you, you send it back you know one two three here's my order one two three four five and um long and short of it um this blend they they basically took the um majority rule and that was the blend that we went with and this was my number two pick so i'm happy with that like oh the one that they ended up going with was the one that i was my second favorite that's awesome yeah it was so kind of neat so we kind of had a say in in what the, where this blend came now from. how many people were does that there's told? well there's there's eight eight salespeople i think it is oh, okay so this was like yeah, a, he's talking about the panel that he was talking about like, okay yeah, no the, i didn't know guys that do all the our sales guys throughout the country there there's there's eight of us now I, i'm sure there was more people than just the salespeople that were in on that but um i, I just thought it was kind of neat that we we kind of sort of had a, a say in uh in what got bottled here so so it's a it's a large large panel that went into the decision making that's awesome yeah and, and i mean they were you're talking slightly different blends right um now couldn't you know couldn't be that it can't be that much different because the the whiskey was aging so yeah you know two percent of this or three percent or whatever it may be you know um, a little more armagnac or, or a little less so on so forth so, exactly yeah. so now my question is now when greg uh blended this do you know if he mentioned if he like you know consulted with any cigar like aficionados if you will i wish i could lie and tell a good story but i don't know the answer to that okay i was just curious no. like obviously because obviously i don't know if greg even smokes cigars so this think- pairs very well i i don't know if it's the it's not like an overpowering 110 proof but it really does bring out the notes in the cigar like uh how are you guys listen i am loving this because i'm actually like I believe this is enhancing the cigar, and one of the reasons, so I was reading that they, you know, other brands have decided on certain finishes like this, is because of that sweetness that would, you know, bring down the pungentness of the tobacco, so it's bringing out that, like, nicotine, or I'm sorry, bringing down that nicotine punch, but bringing out the complexities of the cigar and the blend and all the, you know... So as far as notes on the cigar, are you getting any? Because like for me, I know this sounds really crazy, and I'm I'm sure that Pete and Tatsuwai had this in mind when they were designing the cigar and blending it. This reminds me, you know, when we're like driving up Genesee and they have the fucking smokers going, 
Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking like, about, like, like, like on, a, that, on that retro hail, like a Traeger type smoker type thing, like style. a smoker. Like when you're on that retro hail, I really, really get that. All right. And I, I think that when they call this the pork tenderloin, I feel like that's literally what you get. Right. Like you almost feel like you're getting it. I got, and it's, I got something. I don't know if it's like a placebo oh, effect, boy. but <laughs> it, it could be a placebo effect because we're talking about it. And you mentioned that. I just want to say you mentioned the smell. You guys think you're getting like a very like charred meat to this, like that. Well, that's what I mean, like, like the, the charred meat, like the a grizzle, nice, the very exactly. the outside skin getting all burnt. What, what is um getting that? The best part, burnt exactly. ends is what it's called. Yeah. Like uh, if you guys ever had a uh, salt lick down in Texas, been there. Hell yeah. Oh. We um, amen. Two weeks ago, I just I mentioned we were working in Massachusetts and Connecticut, and it was really cool because six of us we all flew into Boston. Even though we spread throughout the uh, the states, uh, we met in Boston and went out, which is kind of the best part. You know, you get to see the the guys that you work with that you don't get to see all the time. We went out to uh, dinner at a barbecue joint, and the burn ends. We kept ordering appetizer after appetizer of burn ends, and yeah, yeah they're they're just uh, it was good stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't know how often they send you to Texas or specifically Austin. Not this time of year. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah, right. If you get a chance to go there, like, I don't know how far in advance they let you know, but apparently, like, the waiting, like, for this Salt Lake place down in Austin is, like, a month out for a reservation. We had to, uh, when I went, we had to book a reservation there, like, three months before we even took our trip there. Yeah. It was crazy. crazy. Well worth the wait and the line once you sat down. It went all the way outside. It, that's crazy. Like so, you're sitting, so you went to that place? Yeah, so you're sitting outside eating. Not only is the line while you're inside crazy, but while you're outside eating, the line is like in the street to the sidewalk still. Damn. It's so crazy. they sell their marinades or sauces, uh, whatever you would call it, if you will. And the only reason I knew about it is because a friend of mine, his uncle has like a big like uh, house party every year, you know. He's a contractor, so it's his like show off what new addition he put on the house. And I understand that. Yeah. I, I truly understand that. <laughs> but he does and on top of that, like he's a very, very like high end. So his like kitchen equipment is like restaurant quality, state of the art, wow. Viking fridges and all that <sighs> shit. And he uses that salt lick stuff when he like this and that's when I looked it up to get just a case of their sauce shipped is like a hundred bucks for like twelve sauces. And they charge you like the full cost of the shipping. Like I looked into it and it's like, oh, okay, that's not bad. It's like sixty bucks for like twelve bottles of sauce. That's not that's pretty reasonable. Then that's like thirty eight dollars shipping. They're like, nah, oh, fuck you. If you want it, you pay it all. Like makes sense. Yeah. I'd imagine though, having some So you're enjoying the cigars, what oh, you're telling me. Yeah. Having some burnt it's good, end, right? it's a nice good. little lomo mm-hmm. and some cigar cut. We got a winning evening on a summer day. That's what I'm saying, C- man. Cigar. That's exactly what I'm the saying. The cigar slaps, by the way. Uh, speaking of pairing, I think this cigar is a perfect pairing with the cigar cut. Remains to be seen when we smoke the Old Elk uh, cigar uh, on the Afterhearth, how well that pairing goes. But uh, just a question for you guys. Uh, I know Jeff won't have an answer to this, but this is our second cigar cut blend that we've done on the show. What do you guys feel about uh, th- how this compares to the other one? Which one did we do? I can't even the remember. The Kalana Kilty Cigar Cut. Yeah. Uh, when Hopper cigar came Blend, on. Yeah. yeah. The Cigar Blend. Yeah. Um, 
I think man, the I think the I gotta pa- say, man, I think the pairing that we have going right now, better now. it's better. Yeah. This this cigar cut and this is no disrespect to Klana Kilty at all. I don't remember what we did. They're totally different. Yeah. They're different. Yeah. They're di- well, you got an I, Irish, Irish and yeah. and then you got a you know a bunch of different bourbons and whiskeys that and, you and know. Are, I can't remember what cigar we smoked with that. I can the motor coil. Oh, okay. Mortal yeah. coil. CAO. Mortal coil. Oh, mortar. Mortar. Mortal. Mortal. Coil. That's why I <laughs> like said mortal mor- coil. No, you said mortar. Like a mortar shell. Whatever, man. <laughs> uh, at least I could fucking remember it. I, I couldn't. But you know what? Mortal Kombat. Uh, I agree. This is a way better pairing for sure. This is this is the perfect pick for tonight. Jeff, what are you thinking about this cigar, man? I, I like it. I um again, you guys are way more experienced in cigars. I'm used to smoking like you know the the coffee flavored wrappers and shit. Sweet oh stuff. yeah, yeah, like the Drew Estate, Those like Java's and stuff like that. The the. The Isla del Souls, man. Those are my favorite. Oh, my dad loves those. $3 dollars a stick. My dad loves those, man. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's what I'm used to. And this is not, it's, uh, you know, I, I put it this way. It's not killing me. And that's a good thing because it's yeah. it's um it's got flavor and it's it's not real heavy. I warned you about that last. Oh, it's third, catching up. So. There we go. If <laughs> so, I'm pa- if I'm passed out in a couple minutes, then you know. I warned you about the final third because I have smoked the cigar and it is really good. I just. Okay. That final third, man. Look out. I had another question for Jeff. Uh, speaking of the cigar cut blend, how did you guys uh, set a price for this? Because I know it's going for about $120 and up. So how did uh, pricing come with this? And how does that work? for asking a sales guy <laughs> how they come up with prices. Um, well, and um, I think it's worthy to mention, I think we talked about it, that this is being allocated. So this is Old Elk's first essentially allocated bottle, correct, right? Yes, um, and it, it's just it's based on the limited availability. So I, I hate to use allocation. You know it, that that word I think gets kicked around a little too much, and I I think it it gets played as a marketing thing, and I think we all know that. Um, and you know I'm sure people are saying right now that's the same thing you guys are doing, but it it truly is limited product. You can only finish so much i mean that it, it's finished for up to a year and a half and you know different finishes um year and a half in the sherry year and a half in armagnac so it's it's <clears throat> well um you you can't just turn around and make it the next day it, it takes time so a lot of the the pricing i mean that that comes from from age i mean it 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 you've got capital you've got product sitting and aging there's a cost associated with that right absolutely and, um, you know well, somebody once told me and maybe you can touch on this somebody gave us like a ballpark per year is almost like ten dollars per year aged, and that was like their ballpark they're like it seems like a lot of whiskeys nowadays ten dollars per year aged well i mean if you i mean be, maybe more I, for certain products yeah i mean you i guess you'd have to it, you know, if you take a few minutes to think about it, what's out there that's ten years old, or what's out there that's six years old, and, and I mean, that's that's probably well. You're looking like your Pappy Van Winkles, right? Well, you know, that's a different ten years yeah. and old, talking, ten years MSRP talking, of a hundred dollars. There you go. If you're talking MSRP, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's yeah. what or I like, mean. MSRP yeah. or Eagle Rare is a ten year, but it's goes but about it goes 45. for forty five, yeah. which I think is one of the best bargains for your buck that you can get out there. It's a ten year bourbon, if and you can get it for. 
Yeah. 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 See, well, a lot of places don't go crazy on Eagle Rare, but I have yeah, seen Eagle Rare as high as $90, which I'm like, you guys are out of your fucking minds. You're well, out of your rocker. still silly people that'll so see that and they'll pay for you it. You can right? get mags for that price. Yeah. yeah. Here's my problem with like allocated being thrown around. Like This is an actual allocated product, like you said. There's a select amount, like a 23-year-aged bourbon whiskey. That takes time to do. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't magically appear. Yeah, we were so. If you drank it this year, we were ten. When right, it came out, and that's the thing that always amazes me. I know, like Jeff said, you're sitting on this, and the thing about aging these products and these bottles, it's, it sits in that barrel for that long. It it's simply amazing that if you're an owner, you operate at the like barrel factory, that you have this thing, you sit on it, you don't touch it. It's crazy that something sits for that long, untouched. Well, I mean, I'm sure you got to check on it every now and then. Yeah. Well, that's why your yield is as bad as it is on stuff like that. I mean, you're yeah. losing so much every year. It's i got to imagine, depending on your rickhouse and what the weather's like where it's being stored, yeah. it's got to change significantly. And you'll, you'll often see the smaller, quote-unquote, craft distilleries. They're usually a little more expensive. And you're like, geez, why, why, why are these craft distilleries so expensive but they're they don't have the capital they don't have the money to you know just sell it at a lower price because you know you think of the big guys whatever it is buffalo trace jim beam any of them they they can absorb those other costs right these smaller smaller distilleries they got to make their money somewhere like and uh, they got a lot invested in, in in inventory yeah, like Jack Daniels still is going to sell, you know, recipe number seven. So making bonded, you know, however long it takes isn't going to be any skin off their back. But what my problem is, is like regular Buffalo Trace gets treated like it's allocated and it's not. It's no, their it's, regular their actu- it's that's, their regular product. That's bullshit. Like yeah. you don't get to treat your regular production like it's allocated. And I don't like. It's weird that it's happening nowadays. Yeah, that's so weird. Like, and used to sit on the shelf. Well, whiskey just seems like it's getting more scarce in general, um, especially when you look at some of uh, you know like your bigger companies. I, obviously, we're going beyond, you know, like you said, Jack Daniels, Jim Beam, and shit like that. But you look at a lot of these companies. There's a lot of distilleries popping up, and and you notice that it seems like a lot of them are treated that way. Like, mm-hmm. oh well, like you said, it, it's not a it's not a household name, so. You know what? What's going to make my product stand out? I mean, is it that price point? Um, but but then you have to worry about stuff like people actually trying those products because of the price point. Like I don't understand where these companies, these new companies, come off and then, thinking that they can just charge these prices for products that people don't know. Right, and then you have like you know the companies that get started, so they're sourcing from MGP, so they can have that already made bourbon and. So that's their core line product. Could you imagine if, like, suddenly tomorrow, Bullet treated its normal, regular, run-of-the-mill product, like Buffalo Trace gets treated, and suddenly it was, like, $120 at some retailers? No, they're out of their fucking mind. Well, that's why you wouldn't see Bullet do anything like that. Right. Because no one's going to buy Bullet at $100. No one. It's a great product, but I don't don't see anybody... It's just an example I threw out there. Yeah. But... but Buffalo Trace right went that way. Yeah, it's I, the right point. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Buffalo Trace, my this is my opinion, is it's it's become like a consumer thing that's made it allocated. You know, I'll, I'll go to different parts of New York State, you know, downstate, and there's there's seven fifties and mags on the shelves, like oh, everywhere. Yeah. It's insane. up here. Oh my god, I still don't yeah. Understand. Next time, next time you see that, 
Serious? Well, man, I'm a t- I'm a text I, away, I, my man. I swear to God, I have a buddy that 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 way. Hey, if you see Buffalo Trace, grab me a bottle. I'm like, all right, if you really want me to, I will. But yeah. it's funny because I've shown you guys like TikToks or like Instagram videos where they have Buffalo Trace 750s for 1999 in some stores, and that I, that's dude, that's crazy. Well, you that's were saying because you worked in the stores for so long. I mean, yeah. you've been at the liquor store so long. He, he was telling the story about how like Blanton's and Weller and shit would that would sit on the bottom shelf. Yep. And just collect dust for years. No know, one would. I know no one I, would buy it until Christmas time. And that was it. When I when I started, what thirteen years ago in this industry, like Blanton's was what forty bucks. Yeah. Eagle Rare was forty bucks, and it was great. I mean, it's good product, but I'm not. I'm not going to spend a hundred or one hundred fifty bucks on a bottle of Blanton's just because I want a different letter or something. Like, it's not that. There's enough other whiskeys out there. Well, we got people like my brother-in-law, right? He lives down in North Carolina. They can't get this shit. Yeah. They can't even get it. So, like, I don't even know if he's listening. I might ruin it. But, you know, we got him a nice bottle of something that he can't get for his birthday, which is next weekend. You know, my wife's nice. going down there. And we got him a bottle of blends. And I don't know if he listens to the show. He might. He might not. He but better. Like, yeah, he might. <laughs> he might not. But, you know, we got him a bottle of blends for his birthday. And, and for him, this is probably going to be like... Wow, I can't believe that you got me blends. That's so crazy. Like, cause you Some see those price tags, and you're like, "Holy shit!" But I can assure you, I did not pay. <laughs> yeah, no, two hundred dollars. No. You know what I mean? I yeah, I paid MSRP, but but they're yeah. not they're not only just fighting the prices; they're fighting the government too. Yeah, so, so, like yeah. those state stores, some of them are some of them are. Yeah, well, they're they're all different, but well, they're getting sued a lot of them. So, cause yeah, these uh. Virginia, there's a huge lawsuit going on right now. I believe it's Virginia. They're not the only state. Washington, Oregon, yeah. Oregon. So yeah. any Oregon of these clean house. state-owned uh, liquor stores, mm-hmm. you know, they say, oh, you can only buy from a state-owned liquor store. They were fucking greasing all the politicians' pockets. So the allocated bottle comes around. The only person that gets it is the councilman, the mayor, the fucking alderman. Or Oregon. Their liquor board. <laughs> the senator. They literally just cleaned house. Everyone got fired because they were they were saving them from the, their, themselves, basically. And yeah, that was a a big thing. I know a guy who has an insane collection through his business. Oh, and I don't know what you're talking about. I, I won't say names, but he's like, yeah, this is basically a retirement. I'm going to sell off everything I have over the last 20 years, and yeah. I have bottles that. You're talking like Pappy 23s with 20, year, 20 yeah. years just sitting around on a shelf. I don't know how much the label's changed or whatever, but... <laughs> kind of greasy. I, I can't even imagine what this shit's worth. Kind, I can't imagine. Kind of greasy. Is it? When you put, I think so. As to be, save it? Yeah, I think it's kind of greasy. Is it is something you get as a store owner that you should be putting on your shelves to well, save? I think it's, it's kind of greasy. Not, it's not a liquor you buy store. It, though. He's you, a, you bought it. This person to sell. This person's a bar owner. Though. I understand. It's not the same. No. Oh, I thought we were talking yeah. about a, like no, a liquor no, no. store. See, owner. that's I didn't want to even get into yeah, yeah, details yeah. on what he did. I but, d- I just got one other thing to say about this uh, old elk cigar cut. Um, I know earlier in the show Jeff mentioned that there are only three thousand cases, right? I, I about I, I five thousand. Like oh, five. Okay, so five thousand cases times six bottles per case. Uh, you're looking at thirty thousand bottles of this out there <clears> and distributed across. All of America. Are you guys international as well? No, not oh, yet. Okay. Not yet. So that's only about thirty thousand bottles. So this is definitely a really rare bottle to get a hold of. So we've only been nationwide in all fifty states since twenty nineteen. 
So we've we've come a long way in a short time, and um, I've actually heard our CEO Luis Gonzalez say that he, we want to make we want to make everything right stateside before we expand too much. I mean, there's there's been discussions in diff, you know for different parts of the world, but I think we want to we want to make sure we're where we want to be in the U.S. before we start doing that stuff. Pretty so, pretty soon, you guys will yeah. be there for sure. Well, I mean, you don't want to get too big too fast where you outgrow your uh, production capabilities, right? which it's happened with, obviously, certain brands. And you want to see this be available to the everyday consumer because that's the guy who's going to buy the regular, uh, the Kentucky blend or Kentucky was straight. It straight, straight, or straight blend is straight. Yeah. That yeah, is for 50 bucks. Dude, that is so good. That is such a great everyday pour. Yeah, it's so underrated. I yeah. can't believe we didn't pour this out of the Elkhead. <laughs> we should have. Oh, we should have. I'm looking. There's Elkheads all around. Yeah, there's Elkheads. <laughs> we got them. We got them. The herd returns. <laughs> but I gotta say, uh, the more I drink the cigar cut, the more I can taste that weeded. And I don't know if that's just maybe what I go back to when I drink this, but I can really taste that uh, the weeded. I um, I don't and know. I think I'm that's what it. I like about it. So what I'm I'm starting to be able to like now that I've had a this is my second pour and I've been sipping it giving it a nice little chew I'm starting to be able to pick up, you know, whether it's the Armagnac or the Cognac, I don't know, but just from tasting Cognac finished bourbons and other brands, I'm starting to be able to really get that flavor. Was that one of the longer uh ages? Armagnac. Oh, the Ar- Armagnac. Okay, so, so that's you're probably on a quarter in Armagnac. Okay. Yeah. So that would make sense. Uh <laughs> I'd imagine they've got to be somewhat similar flavor profiles, so that would make sense why I taste that. So I'm really enjoying that, and it's really, really... I'm in my second third, really, because I lit up a little bit after you guys, but I'm enjoying it. And it's making the complexities of this cigar really come out. I would say uh, you're starting to get that real, like, barbecue feel to it that you were talking about, Jer. Um, uh an hour and five minutes into it, which is where we're at on the episode. I'm in that final third, so I'm probably going to get a little quiet in the next couple <laughs> minutes. So Perfect Jerry. for like that summer barbecue cookout right here. Well, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. I feel like uh, you're having a barbecue, man, and you got all that, you know, that charred meat, you know, the, the, the chicken, the steak, you got your, your pork. Oh, man, this is such a great cigar for that summer barbecue that you got planned this now, summer. I would highly recommend save getting them. it. Save now, them for uh, that, boys. Now, uh, you don't like pork. I know this. Would would you? I eat pork, like pulled pork. I don't like pork that much. Like, I'm not going out of my way to have, a like, a you know, a lot of pork products, but a, a nice barbecued pulled pork. Now, I, I you've seen me eat a pork. So no, much. well, por- well, pulled pork is a little bit different than like a well prepared like tenderloin. Like sure, I'm not eating a tenderloin. Oh, I you promise you, should, you, you like talk to Lennon and he's be sli- like, "Yo, I want to try pork tenderloin." You know, when he's home for the summer. Yeah, he'll be home soon. And I promise you, just the way it tastes is a whole new ball game. Like. Cook, I'm not cooked the right way, right? Yeah. He, oh, he's a professional oh, yeah. chef. He's a yeah. He's he's probably one of the best chefs I've ever met. Yeah. Or no, and I'm so, not, I'm not being biased. He's yeah. he's my family member, but he is a really good chef. So getting back to this Armagnac, uh, I know we touched about it really early on in the show. It is a very distinctive brandy from Armagnac region of France called uh, Gascony. 
It's uh, usually made of, I'm going to say it wrong, it's Ugani Blanc grapes, um, which is used to produce cognac, and um, they're distilled in aged oak barrels. These Armagnacs are one of the oldest recorded brandies and liquors mm-hmm. in history that's been distilled. Um, the earliest mention of Armagnac goes back to 1310 from a French cardinal who wrote it in the 40 virtuals and how uh, important it was to French culture back in the 1300s. So we're drinking essentially some, some, you know, a little bit of blend that's been around for 700 years in recorded history. Historic. Yeah. Just to touch on why Armagnac is kind of rare, sought after, uh, expensive. And um, we did mention that it's not really popular because we couldn't find too many brands in America that it's used in. It's really, I'm on the Wikipedia it's really not mentioned to be in tune with many brands outside of France at all. And even the French brands, uh, no one's ever heard of these. And you can't. I don't think you could even get them in America. They're all just exclusive to France. Hmm. So very, you know, very rare. Armagnac to America, very rare. Interesting. I wish I could remember and the guy that was tasting at my table. And it's funny because Hopper... And then this dude, and then me at this tasting a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh God! And we were all hanging out, and 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 uh, he he works for one of the the big historic Armagnac houses, and cannot Man, remember damn. The name of it. But I feel bad. I wish I, I'd give him a plug if I could right now. And uh, it was good. It was really good. Well, we also know somebody who is heading out to France uh, next week for a pick. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Marsh. Well, yeah, he yeah. did. He did actually say that. You there, know, yeah. Jeff. Yeah, he's yeah. Go, he's going like next week, I believe. I just saw on his Facebook page that he's doing that. He t- he talked about it on our show when he was on vacation. But, Jeff. Yeah, he's going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. This guy travels the he's fucking world. Turks and Caicos now, and he's going yep. to France next week. Yeah. Yeah. So there will be. An I had Armagnac to look where that in. was. Turks and, and Caicos. Yeah, dude, it's like uh, northeast of Cuba, yeah. in okay. like a little island. Yeah, it's like I was the Caribbean. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude, this dude. Well, it's a common vacation area. Yeah, yeah but he lives the life, man. Oh, now he's right. going to France, dude's, a- and and then he's coming back next month. We have a little barrel pick we're doing with him at Penelope, so we're nice. going to Penelope in New Jersey. With oh, you're him. going with him? Yeah, awesome. So yeah. we're gonna do a pick with him. That's cool. That's and, really cool, uh, dude. Jeff, Jeff's awesome, man. He's he's he's. They've got. Um, he is a good guy, man. They've got um, three of our picks that are that'll be launching soon. Oh, oh so, wow! Oh, so Jeff did some. Oh old yeah, they've they're 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 good. They've they've done a bunch of old elk picks now. So I know he was saying, I believe, like you like you have to go to old elk now to do a pick, right? Like it's not, no. Oh, okay. The only way to get a weeded bourbon pick right now is at at, at our facility. Oh, okay, we're not. Um, we don't have um, weeded bourbon was our big thing, and it still is our big thing. But we're just not. Um, we don't have it open to everybody. Um, really, the only way to get a weeded bourbon pick is 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 going to 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 Colorado. Okay. Yeah. This year, that may change over year. You know, and it, it all comes down to product availability, right? You don't want to. Yeah. It's so popular, you don't want to sell everything at once to a small group of people. You want to spread yeah. the wealth. Well, Jeff's the barrel pick king, so yeah. I yeah. I mean. I'm sure if he were called up most distillers, they would find a way to make it work for him. And it, well, yes, <laughs> he, he 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 was out in uh, September, and we've already talked about going again in the fall. He, oh. he uh, might uh, head back out in the fall. All right, maybe the so. DTH boys come along too. You know, you hey, hey. Are, are are the Bills playing in Denver at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. 
Go see Russell Wilson. <laughs> suck it up. Suck it up. <laughs> I'd uh, rather go see Sierra. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, guys. I think it's time in the show for uh, Patrol Gone Wild. So let's break out some crazy uh, police stories, right? Sure. Yeah. Let's do it big. Let's do it. Caleb, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready for you to play. Patrol Gone Wild. We're doing it big. Start us off, buddy. All right. So my story is out of Florida. We have <laughs> shocking. A- Florida sixth grade teacher oversaw fights among girls in class, authorities say. So this is going on out of Leon County in Tallahassee, Florida. We have a teacher, um, I believe sixth grade. Um, they were recording fights. The teacher is a 23-year-old Angel Footman. And they were reco- Footman? Footman. And they were doing Footman. fights out of the class. And reportedly, the teacher said, no cell phones, no recording, no this and that. Obviously... A couple people were recording, and that's what caught the attention of some parents, which led to the arrest of this teacher. So, um, they were organizing fights. So I'm thinking maybe you had a weight class set up. You know, this girl, this girl was doing. We're doing like real mean. Like, what what grade were these kids in? Sixth graders. Sixth man. grade. So this is like elementary fight club. Dude, my step I'm... my stepdaughter's in sixth grade. So you're talking 11, 12, maybe 13 year olds. So so your stepdaughter could be doing. Uh, Fight Club, essentially. Fight Club in middle school, baby. I am upset. These kids broke the first rule of Fight Club. You spoke about Fight Club. <laughs> That's bullshit. And now fucking this teacher's in jail. Do you know how much less problems there probably were at that school? Probably. Uh, Things got resolved quickly. You didn't have to go to recess or fucking after school. You just handled it. Problem is, this is Florida. There could have been 15-year-olds in sixth grade down there. <laughs> That's oh, true. So, <laughs> Actually, believe it or not, you know they have the number one education system in the country? No like, way. They have the highest high school graduation rate. They're either... As yeah, but does that... I mean, I'm not saying New York's any better, but I mean, like... Is you can graduate like New York, at 21. Like, <laughs> you can graduate with a 55, like, overall like, no, GPA. The curve. Or, they, yeah, the curve. Like, they're, they have, like, a... I, so I was reading an article about this, like they were trying to come at uh, DeSantis, and like he published a study that showed, like it was a U.S. Department of Education thing, and I don't remember the exact number, but I know Florida was somewhere in the top five. Their high school graduates have like the some of the highest rates in the country of going on to get a college degree, and so on and so forth. And they all go to cool schools like Florida and Florida State, <laughs> and, like, Miami. Miami, Hell yeah. the U, the U, the seventh floor crew lives on. <laughs> yeah, yo, who who was in that? What, Hag like what, Greg, yeah, Greg Olson, Greg Olson, who's Olsen. now announcing football games. <laughs> you can't even air his rap on air. It's so bad, it's so vulgar. It's so funny though. I love it. But yeah, tell me a little more about this, man. This so is funny. apparently, the rules to the fights were thirty second fights, no screaming, <laughs> no yelling, and no phones, and no hair pulling because it was between girls. So. Don't want to pull out a weave or anything, or a dread, or a braid. You don't want to do that. Hurts really bad, yeah, I assume. I bet. But yeah, um, between girls, and she's denying that the fights are planned and that she arranged them. Um, remains to be seen what charges will be filed, because this is fresh news out of uh, five days ago on the 11th. So oh, very fresh, very new. Uh, I'm sure she's going to get fired from her job. <laughs> this is probably why 23-year-olds shouldn't be teaching sixth grade. I agree to that. I feel like you you definitely... So, I, well, I don't know, man. That's like, you can get a master's degree by 23. I feel like the only person, like the only parent that wasn't upset is the <coughs> you know kid that was winning all the fights, because now they know that that kid... All right, got to put my kid in MMA going on going forward. Who was the Shao Kong of that classroom? 
like who was the one like at the top like hey you got to fight all these people to get to this person like some girls like ufc resume was gonna be florida sixth grade <laughs> straw weight champion <laughs> what's it called uh, you get your silver gloves yeah she's got her silver gloves in sixth grade uh math class <laughs> High school, she got her golden. <laughs> but yeah, gotta love the stories out of Florida. They're Can we get Bruce great. Buffer to like be like, it's time. I love that. It's time. What was him? There was a in the last couple of years, like a, a an online fad where you just search your birthday, you do your birthday, and then Florida, and the first story that comes up is like. I gotta be honest, we haven't done it, and I feel like the next show we do, we absolutely should do that. You just I feel like Google, after we Google finish your this Patrol Gone Wild, we should do this. And it's... It, every every Google search has got a crazy Florida story. Look at Caleb, he's doing it. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, my birthday? I'll do it, yeah. What you like, got for... Do you, uh, do you use your birth year? Or what, just, October 30th? No, no 29th. 29th? That was off what do you day. type in October? Like your birthday your, and then your Florida. Birthday and then Florida, and the first story that comes up. <laughs> there's always there's always a Florida story. I okay, know. I got one. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> See, this is great. This uh, this one actually is great. Um, we're also going out of the New York Post as we frequently use for our Patrol Gone Wilds. Um, October 29th. Uh, we're going back uh, three years, uh, 2020. But we got Florida man mauled by leopard after paying for full contact experience with big cat. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. I love it right away. Thank you, Jeff, for bringing that to us. A leopard and a Florida guy. I love it. Mauled, just beat up by a leopard. Yep. The big cat got him. <laughs> oh my god. And he the did guy, you do yours? The, yes. So to be known, the guy paid 150 dollars to play with a black leopard. So he paid to get mauled by a leopard. <laughs> He was, what do you got, Gio? he was supposed to rub the leopard's belly, by the way. That's it. This is the headline. Oh, my. Yo, can you do February 10th? Yeah, I'll look it up. Florida man sprays woman with roach spray, breaks out nunchucks over loud music cops. <laughs> nunchucks and roaches. Yo, what? This is amazing. Yo. Jeff, I'm glad I Jeff, brought something. To that's the, show. the content right there we need. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of shit we need in this place. Roach spray and nunchucks. Jeff, give <laughs> give Gio your birthday. He's gonna look that up, and Caleb's gonna look mine up. All right, because I feel like this is good. What March, do you get? March seventeenth. All right, so for Jerry's birthday, uh, this is going back to last year, 2022. Busted in the buff, a naked Florida man found in bathtub after breaking. <laughs> Perfect. Happy birthday, dude. <laughs> It's so good. All right, what do we got for Jeff? <laughs> Yo, look at fucking Gio. Where are all these stories? Yo, that's fucking great. Florida man who was peeing all over room attacks Good Samaritan who tried to stop him. <laughs> Is there details? <laughs> Hold on. I got it. I only read the... Just the headline. Oh, there's a great booking image, and it just looks like a coked-out Florida guy. In Brevard County, not Broward. Victim gave drunk suspect a safe place to be. <laughs> Seems about right. That's why you shouldn't help people. Hold on. All right. People take advantage <laughs> of you. People take advantage of the help. Out of Melbourne, Florida, a drunk Florida man thanked a good Samaritan who gave him a place to stay when he couldn't get home by peeing all over his bedroom and then attacking him, <laughs> according to Melbourne Police Department. The victim said he was at a party in downtown Melbourne on Saturday when he met. Oh, I won't see his na- say his name. 
who he described as a friend of a friend. He was drunk and didn't have a way to get home and couldn't provide his address, so the victim took him back so he could have a safe place. <laughs> he allowed him to sleep in a room, and he went to sleep in another room. In the morning, he heard noises from the house and found the suspect peeing everywhere <laughs> in the room. Uh, can I throw this out there? And I'm not trying to sound oh, Hold weird on, a direct quote beforehand. He came at me with his penis out and attacked me in the victim's <laughs> affidavit. All right, so I don't know if you guys have ever had like a drunk piss story. You guys have one? Do you have one? I feel like I have one. So I remember like one time being like super fucking drunk. I stayed at like my girlfriend's house of the past, obviously. Um, this is probably going back 13, 14 years. Uh, I definitely piss inside her closet. I thought it was the bathroom. Never. I truly thought it was the bathroom. Never. Never? Never. I, I had one one story where I thought I was going to pee out my bedroom window, but I made it downstairs to the bathroom. My buddy used to have one in his dorm. The downstairs kitchen uh, window was the bathroom. We <laughs> called it the downstairs bathroom. You just <laughs> open the window, piss right out the window, close the window. His neighbors, just completely normal. His neighbors probably love that. They probably did not. But I, I've heard it's an actual... I don't want to say a medical condition, but there are people that it's very common they do that. Just piss <laughs> out the window? No, they just piss wherever. They they piss in their sleep. They wake up and... Oh, no, no. I'm not talking about that. This was like no, we I, were sober. No, I, I'm i not saying pee your pants. I'm saying you just get and piss wherever you're pissing. I, oh, no. I, 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 you ever been like on a road trip and you're like, oh, my God, I got to piss so bad, and you just hold it? I won't even piss oh, yeah. on the side of the road. I got to piss in yeah. a place, whether that place is a... Uh, ex-girlfriend's closet, <laughs> out a first-story window. It's got to be a place. It, it can't be, like, on the side of the road. Well, right? I just want to add the last quote from police. <laughs> police say they found blood at the front door, holes in the walls, and a room saturated with urine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Welcome to St. Paddy's Day. And Our don't team. take in strangers at all. Don't take in strangers. So don't take any strangers in. Oh, we now know all of our birthday top Florida stories. Gio, you had a clip you wanted us to play. For your patrol gone wild, can you give us a little uh, insight on what we are to expect on this? So I randomly like was I've been really trying to find more diverse sources for our uh, patrol gone wild, and this is from a Reddit page called Unexpected. Now, I just feel like this is something we would get a call about, but uh, I like to call this littering gone wrong. Now. Listen to the Karen sound really upset, and then you'll understand why. Well, we have a 15-second clip here, and I'm going to get right into it. Here we go. What is wrong with this city? Someone legit left their doll on the street. <laughs> Ugh. I wonder if it's been used. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Whoa. <laughs> what is wrong with this town? I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. That Dallas been used. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not gonna lie though. Not gonna lie. I actually really thought that was a blow up doll too. Or like I did. Those, yeah. I one hundred percent. What do you think, Jeff? Did you think it was a doll first? I did. I did. That's fucking I, crazy. Did Did wow. you guys catch like her be like the fake sounds like daddy, daddy? <laughs> oh my! Go back. It's like right after she talks and like does the ooga booga. It's so fucked up. I have to go back. I'm gonna have to replay the whole thing. So we'll just play it again. What is wrong with this city? Someone legit left their doll on the street. Ugh. I wonder if it's been used. Oh my god! Daddy! Daddy! Daddy. What is wrong with this city? 
There's so much to unpack. We, we missed that the first time. That's so funny. I didn't hear the daddy daddy reference. De- 100% been used. 100% been used. <laughs> what the fuck? Where is this? I don't know where it's from. I just found the clip and I was like, could you just imagine getting this fucking call? I. <sighs> Listen, if I was a gambling man, I'm going to say that's Florida. <laughs> you know, I think you have like a 95% chance of being correct, Jeff. Florida or that's LA. Florida or LA. No, LA, I didn't see enough shanty towns. <laughs> or there wasn't enough tent, Yeah, there wasn't yeah. enough tents on the street. Drug needles. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that it's from like my dick dimension on Instagram. That's, that, no, that's the username of whatever on Reddit. I like I that. didn't want to look at their page further. Yeah, probably not. You're going to see more of that. Oh my god. I like that. Very unexpected. I did not see that coming. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. The things you'll see on city streets. Well, I think it's that time, man. I think she's for the streets. She's do- yeah. she's on the streets, man. Evil world. I think it's cigar review time. All right, cigar review time. So we did the Tatuaje pork tenderloin. I'm not even going to say it. Lomo the, de cerdo. Lomo de cerdo. Talks which means uh, pork, tenderloin. pork tenderloin. All right, so appearance uh, with the packaging, I gave this an eight. It's pretty basic, just as the standard uh, white and green tuxla band, although it does come with the... Uh, close fit and pigtail as well. Um, so eight there. Burn. I gave it a nine. No touch ups. Just lit it once. Burn the whole way through. Construction. A very nice stack of dimes. It uh, held up very good the whole way through. Um, gave it a nine and a half. Draw. I went with the straight cut today. No V cut. Um, gave it a nine. No issues at all. Uh, overall enjoyment. A nine. This is a great cigar to smoke. Uh, that brings my overall rating to a forty-four and a half. Uh, 89 overall for me, so uh, great smoke, great pairing as well. Uh, went perfect with this uh, cigar cut by Old Elk. Can I ask a rookie question, please? Yeah, absolutely. Can you do a V-cut on one of those pigtail things? 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I just think that uh, for this cigar, because of the pigtail, I, me personally, I prefer a straight cut. You definitely could have V-cutted it. Okay. I have not smoked one V-cut, but I've smoked several so far at the straight cut and i really think that to get the best draw you're gonna have to use that all right my first time smoking this too i also went with the straight cut so i knew it was a great smoking experience so i wanted to do that again i didn't want to go v cut the second time around it's funny because uh you know you usually do v cut and uh sometimes i feel like your your reviews are a little jaded because of that or is that geo no your reviews are always top notch not to take away from anything else um talking about the pork tenderloin but the i'm at the very bottom third like the nub almost the end and that really barbecuey smoky smell and taste really comes out when you're holding it close to the nub yeah for sure Mm -hmm. all right i'll get into mine for appearance i gave it an eight nothing real special dark wrapper uh i do like the close foot and the pigtail on this what did you say this was as far as uh, size? Uh, five and like, hold on, I'll get you the exact numbers. Yeah, here. get it right off the pack. Five and one eighth by 52. So sure. it's a Parejo. Okay. So I did really like that. I gave it an eight. Uh, the burn, I gave it an eight. No issues with the burn. Uh, pretty much perfect on every single one. Um, I've smoked several. I've smoked, I think, nine or ten of them so far. And uh, I only had an issue with one. Uh, so I'm not really gonna, it was just a little tight draw, but, uh, the construction nine, this thing is no cracking, no issues, nothing. I mean, the thing's just built like a tank. Uh, the draw, I gave it a nine, no issues at all on the draw. And my overall enjoyment was also a nine. 
Um, I really love this cigar, man. I could smoke this every day. I wouldn't. I know. I hate saying that about limited cigars because they're obviously so hard to get, and once they're gone, they're gone. But man, Pete and Tat, they did a great job with the cigar. Uh, obviously, this is a re-release from several years back on the original pork tenderloin, and just adding the Mexican San Andreas wrapper to it, just uh, man. Great notes, uh, like Caleb said, you're getting that like that smoky, um, almost barbecuey retro how and and experience. Uh, it's almost like you're at a barbecue, you know. Um, that brought me to a 43, giving me an 86. So I really do enjoy the cigar. I I just you know obviously I, it's not going to score a 90 or anything crazy, but this is like one of those cigars that if you pick up, smoke a bunch. Enjoy them while you got them. Maybe put some down for a year or two and, you know, you see how they smoke later. Gio, what'd you think, buddy? So I think the one thing me and you guys differed upon, I gave this a nine for appearance. Uh, yeah. Obviously, yes, it's the traditional Tuxla brand that we saw with the uh, the 7th, the Avion, and the T110s. But I love the the butcher paper and what they were going for. So that's what I was factoring the totality of it as far as that goes for the presentation. Like, if this wasn't a limited edition and you didn't know what it was and you saw that sitting on a shelf, it would stick out. Sure. So that's why that got that nine for me. Uh, the burn, I gave this thing an 8.5. I touched this up maybe once throughout the entire show and can't complain at all. Great, great smoke. Nice, thick, you know, smokiness as well. Uh, construction, nine in. Ashed when I wanted to. I didn't, uh, you know, didn't make it on the carpet at all. Sorry, Jeff. It was early. <laughs> <laughs> then, oops, sorry, my phone went out for whatever reason. Draw, I actually gave this a 9.5 on the draw. Yeah? I straight cut it. I actually got to get... A little bit different and really enjoy all the complexities and it really when i wanted to taste the cigar i got to taste the cigar which was really important for that for me enjoyment i gave this thing a nine tat you know i hate the price point i really wish i didn't have to drop three hundred dollars to smoke it but one of those few instances i'd say it's worth it for 25 cigars if you do the math though it's only ten dollars a cigar well, I mean, or a little twelve dollars a cigar. Yeah. It's not really that expensive. No, I mean, if you can, but because of how they were sold, you yeah. couldn't just buy singles. Right. You know, a lot of places were selling them as bundles and bundles only. If you could get a five or ten pack, you are doing yourself a awesome favor. But if three hundred is in your budget and you can afford it, by all means, it's like you're not going to be upset if you bought that. And which, when you're at that price point, you better come with a damn good product and that's one thing i will say like cigars are expensive man especially by the box and when you see the like especially in today's era how the economy is everything's getting more expensive i'm willing to bet if this came out you know two years ago it's probably maybe 250 yeah but that is one of the big things that you know the flavor profile what it was intended to be getting to smoke the you know, first of one of Pete's many unique creations. You know, it's 
this and the monster series are his like craziest annual releases and this is an annual this is 13 years ago we did this this yeah. isn't something you're gonna be able to is this 2010 yeah jesus and so that brought my overall score believe it or not no of a course ni- a 90 oh my god <laughs> on the button <laughs> 45 <laughs> of course i went low and geo goes high Ge- i, I should have just known Geo rated higher than us for once. Yeah, for once. I think the first time in the show's history that I've rated higher than both of you. What are we? What are we calling it, Caleb? All right, our overall is an eighty-eight point three three. Eighty-eight point so, three three. Right. Uh, overall, great score, Jeff. <laughs> obviously, not you know a crazy in-depth cigar smoker. Uh, probably don't smoke a lot of LEs. You know, you correct. What do you, What do you think? What do you well, think I liked, of it? I, I I'm listening to you guys on the um, the, the burn. What What's your uh, like I, I obviously had to relate a couple times. Maybe that's sure. the way I hey, talk. You're you're a featured sure. guest on the episode, so talk, obviously so. we would expect that your yeah. cigar will go out. You yeah. know, you you talk more than others. Yeah. You're talking, so I've had to relate a couple times. But other than that, like the listening to you guys, hearing what the uh, what the four different groupings are, like construction wise, holy shit. There's no, I've got no tobacco pieces falling apart. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes on a cheap cigar that I like to smoke. That, you know they're constantly pulling pieces out, but dude, um, at a twelve dollar price yeah. point, though, I mean that that's yeah, it's not an expensive cigar. It's yeah. uh, it's it's well constructed, right? And um, when I kept it lit, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. great. But again, I think that's more anything negative is user error, not cigar error. Yeah. Secondly, to the cigar though, what did you guys think of the cigar cut? Man, I've had like my third. Maybe fourth pour. Damn. Uh, Dependence how, like, well, I didn't finish. I like, had two. I wouldn't mind having another one. I didn't finish, we'll, like. We'll get there. We'll get there. I didn't finish, like, all my first initial pours, but, dude, one of our best drinks I think we've had, and definitely one of the best pairings we've had, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I definitely Cheers. got that. Cheers. Gio, what'd you think of it? Listen, for this being 110 proof, it is so, so mild. Like, one of our previous episodes, we had Horse Soldier, and it was such a high. That was one fifteen. Like, now yes, five points higher. I mean, I don't know what's the math on that. What is it? Two percent? Two and a half. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, it was so overpowering. It was ruining my smoking experience. Yeah, and that was so harsh. Like, I didn't like it. Yeah. And like, I think not- we did have an issue with it, and obviously, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, it was a very difficult drink. And. That just shows the difference between the art of the craft of not only finishing it in four different casks, the care that goes into putting into, you know, high-end bourbon. As, uh, I don't know, maybe Old Elk to some people isn't considered high-end, but their process is high-end and a Greg Metz product is high-end. So, I gotta say, I'm gonna touch on your horse soldier thing. Uh, just... The ability to enjoy this cigar with a whiskey that was 110 proof and not have that bite, not have it overpower the cigar. In fact, 110 proof whiskey brought some notes out and it made the smoking experience great. To, to be able to do that, I think Greg Metz and Old Elk absolutely nailed what they were going for when they called this cigar cut. Yeah, Because this, I think... This is probably considered a a pretty strong cigar to some people. Dark wrapper, 
Nicaraguan tobacco. Right. This is going to put a lot of people on their asses. Yeah. But the ability for them to put out a product that actually didn't ruin or overpower that strong cigar, it actually brought the great features of the cigar out. I think it was absolutely nailed in that yeah. process. And like to touch on how hard that is to do, every single person has a different palate. What you like with a cigar... And you're pairing two very, very different things and to say, hey, we put this out there because we think it's going to work best with smoking a cigar. Like, that's a fucking tall task. Yeah. Especially. How many cigars are out there? That's what I'm saying. Infinite. Yeah. And that's a very, very bit like, what was it here? So we're talking the sherry, the Armagnac, the port. And cognac, all these finishes, varying amounts of times, hoping it's going to work out because you don't know until you try it. And then fucking being like, here you go. This is what it's going to cost and you're going to fucking love it and hope to God you love it. Yeah. And then nail it. That's very, very impressive. That being said, Jeff. Great to have you as always, man. You, you're always a, a pleasure to have on the show. You're a good guy. Uh, always take care of us, which we love. And uh, give us some final notes, man. Anything you want us to know about Old Elk? Anything you got? Obviously, you 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 dropped the the rum uh, rum finish rye. The rum finish rye coming out tomorrow. I told you about the ten uh, year wheat. You're probably talking June for New York. Um, there'll also be an eight year weeded bourbon. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's pretty cool, but. Uh, mostly it's it's a thank you to all uh, you guys um, appreciate the support obviously look around your you got a lot of whiskeys on your wall and and my guess is if you break it down to percentages old elk's probably the highest percentage of bottles which I love and hey and no it's it's a thank you to you guys for the support and uh, that's kind of it's 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 you it's the consumers that are gonna help build this brand to where we want to be and and um, and and that's where it goes and, and like the, the kind words, Geo. I mean, that's, I mean, that's that's a telltale right there. It's um, we we like to talk about Greg Metz a lot. Um, he's an absolute industry legend, and um, he for years and years didn't get the probably the the credit that he deserved. And I think he's finally starting to get that credit now that his name's out there, um, as opposed to being behind the old uh, curtain. Um, at MGP, so um, it's good to see that people are are, are appreciating um, his craft, and that's exactly what it is. It's craft and uh, what he's doing. So, thank you guys for having me. Thank you for the the support, and thanks for the cigar. Hey man, no absolutely, and anytime, man. You know, yeah. you know how it goes here, man. We love having you. Yeah. Last thing I want to touch on in regarding that, like Old Elk didn't give us any of these bottles other than the cigar cut, and I think one the last time he was here. We've bought these bottles. Yeah. That's a telltale sign of when you appreciate a product and you're spending your hard-earned dollars on it. Like, it's easy to praise something when you're given it. Sure. Like, I think we take a very large amount of pride in the fact that whatever you see on these shelves and a lot of the cigars we smoke, we bought. And I do find it quite ironic that my highest-rated cigar so far is, the I think, one of the cheapest ones we've smoked, considering the last... Two weeks were cigars that were forty and fifty dollars a pop. That's what I'm saying, man. I, I like you said, Gio, you nailed the you nailed it right on the head, man. Uh, we spend our hard earned dollars on these products, and and 
Old Elk is definitely a staple mark in this lounge, and, and we love fucking drinking it. So, yeah, obviously, we look forward to the future of Old Elk, and hopefully you guys don't outgrow us, you know, little guys. Because... <laughs> nah, uh, never. You, uh, that's... Um, that's the one thing I part, worry about. Part, no, part of this company, and I, it, and I, I kid you not, th- this company's all about... Um, the people, the so family. More poor while we are not. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think you'll you'll ever see that happen. Honestly. I love that, Caleb. Any closing notes to the episode? All right, guys. Just again, uh, make sure you find us on Cigar Hustler Podcast Network. Uh, search for us under their Spotify, iTunes, etc. Um, find us on the YouTube. Give us a like, a, a subscribe, hit that bell, please. Um, we got to grow our gang up. Uh, get the Facebook, the Instagram, and the TikTok as well. Uh, appreciate all our followers and listeners. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think about uh, Old Elk Cigar Cut if you get the chance to drink that. And let us think about uh, the cigar as well when you smoke your Tatuaje pork tenderloin. Lomo uh, de Cerdo. That okay. being said, guys. Hold on. Let's let's hear if Caleb can say it. Lomo de Cerdo. Okay, close. Close enough. <laughs> Cerdo, Cerdo Brothers called. <laughs> Cerdo, bro. Just let us know what you guys think, man. And, and as always, appreciate our listeners and followers. Let's keep the grower gang going. And, you know, make sure you find us on Cigar Hustlers Podcast Network once again, guys. That being said, we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Cheers. The Down to Herb Podcast, its owners and sponsors take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers, and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It's not our intention to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Jerry Lewandowski, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their show. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hopes that they will be entertaining to the audience.